Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Aaron Summers. Free agency has already gotten underway. Started Monday today at 11 o'clock central. Things are already rapidly moving. Teams are talking to people. That is the legal tampering window that opened today. And contracts, signings, things like that won't be official until Wednesday. Teams are allowed to contact and enter contract negotiations with players who become unrestricted free agents or have become UFAs today. And then on Wednesday, the official trading period free agency window opens at 3 o'clock central. Teams can then sign new free agents and the prior trades become official. The teams do have to exercise all 2023 options on players who have options clauses in their 2022 contracts they must submit qualifying offers to restricted free agents and exclusive rights free agents and they have to be under that salary cap before three o'clock central the last day of restricted free agent signing is april 21st and then a week later april 27th through 29th will be the nfl draft from kansas city missouri to talk some free agency, see what's coming up this week, what the Saints may be looking for. We're going to bring in Mike Triplett. He'll join John DeStazer and myself. Tripp covers the Saints for New Orleans.Football, works with Nick Underhill. They do some awesome stuff there. So if you haven't checked it out, it is New Orleans.Football. We're also going to talk to defensive back JT Gray, who signed a three-year contract extension a few days ago. Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. We're talking free agency as legal tampering period starts today. I think it starts like while, like now. Yeah. It starts now. Hold on. <laughs> I better keep my phone on the whole time. Well, we're definitely looking at a lot of free agents that the Saints have to get taken care of and then maybe what they're looking at going forward. So let's start with their needs that you think the Saints should be. Well, they hit address. the big one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really funny when uh, when Dennis Allen said Saturday, you know, we're probably not going to be making – I wouldn't predict that we're going to make the big splash move. We're going to, you know, take our time, make some smart value picks as we always do. And I'm like, uh, you're sitting right next to Derek Carr. You guys just made a big splash move. <laughs> um, that That's a little uh, against the grain even for this team. But, uh, but yeah, after you make a move like that, you, you, you almost have to slam on the brakes. Uh, they'll always stay aggressive, though. I don't think – we know that everybody else looks at their salary cap situation and assumes that means they're not going to sign anybody. They still will, and mm-hmm. they will find a way to do it. But it's going to have to be at a certain amount of value. It's going to have to look more like a Marcus May early in free agency last year or Tyron Matthew late in free agency last year. It's it's not going to be outbidding everyone for the big names. But, um, yeah, Marcus Davenport is one of those big names. Are they going to get outbid for him? Uh, and then are they going to keep Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas? Uh, is, is it going to be Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton back as the backup? Uh, David Onyemata, some Caden Ellis, some of the most interesting decisions are are indeed how many of their own guys are they going to keep? My, they were obviously 
aggressive with their with Derek Carr. How aggressive can they be? I mean, again, yeah. you got to do some maneuvering around and that kind of can thing. They yeah. <laughs> can they be? It's different than well. Can they be? Can they be? Um, they can. They can sign each of the top ten free agents and somehow figure out some voodoo magic. Um, but look, here's here's what I think happens is. How risky can they be is a different question. Um, that makes questions like Michael Thomas and Marcus Davenport when you bring injury history into in the mix. Um, they're not the team that can really gamble uh, on somebody with a high ceiling but a, but but an unpredictable outcome. Um, so I think they're going to, you know, and I, I don't think they're going to go after necessarily the, the, you know, really older veteran. I think they'd like it to be somebody who's going to be here for a couple of years. Uh, who's maybe heading into the second contract. Somebody else's Caden Ellis that might be a little bit of a secret. Uh, that kind of thing is more what I would expect than than them being top-of-the-market guys now after after that uh, top-of-the-market move they just made with Carr. How quickly do you feel they go after a defensive tackle? Because that seems yeah. to be a gaping uh, vacancy. We know that Cam Jordan uh, it always says it's here's, a gaping here, vacancy. Right. Cam could have 72 defensive tackles and he thinks it's a gaping here's, vacancy. Here's the list of defensive tackles currently under contract with the New Orleans Saints. Prince Amelie. That's it. And me. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize if I pronounced his name wrong. We're just getting to know him. He was on the practice squad and signed a reserve future contract. But everyone else is either an unrestricted free agent or a restricted free agent. So they have to make moves there. Now, will they bring back David Onyemata, Malcolm Roach, Shai Tuttle, Contavious Street? Um, Maybe. Those guys could be affordable in in different ways. Uh, And I, I think they have to bring in at least one more veteran. You cannot go into the draft advertising or forcing yourselves into we have to take a defensive tackle at all costs but i do think ideally both defensive tackle and defensive end would make sense in the draft uh so it has to be a little bit of a mix but yeah that is one position where especially if they let david onyamata go it's an absolute must that they have at least one of their starters in place by the end of free agency so so that could be a week one position you know, time never seems to be on this team's side in the offseason, and yet things get done. So generally, when you get to the draft, they've done a lot of filling in yeah. through free agency. Uh, do you suspect that that could be the case this year? Because it just yeah. seems... Well, it's smart business. I, yeah. I think every team says they want to do it, and I think the Saints have generally done a pretty good job of it. Even though everyone filling out their mock draft says, all right, I'm going to go defensive end at number 29, I'm going to go defensive tackle at number 40. I'm going to go running back at number 71. It doesn't work that way. You don't want it to work that way. If you have a, a guard with you know that you graded as the 12th best player in the draft, he's available at 29, you want to be able to take him. And if you have mm-hmm. a wide receiver that is, your, is a top 20 guy at 40, you want to take him. You don't want to be like, no, we have to take a defensive end, even though we don't really have one graded around here. You don't want to draft that way. So you try to f- – at least fill out the roster and say we can field a team today before the draft. But but I have to believe – I'd be pretty shocked if one of those first two picks in the draft is not a defensive lineman of some sort. But but you can't you can't leave multiple – you can't say we're taking an end and a tackle with our yeah. first two picks. you yeah. gotta, you got to fill some of those holes in free agency and at least have some guys who are going to compete for starting jobs. You brought up a couple names earlier with Michael Thomas, the wide receiver position, something that I think we need to solidify in terms of a contested catcher. Another Uh, big priority they've said many times. There are no secrets about what they want there yet. So you have a couple guys on the roster here with Landry, Hardy, Marquez Calloway that are all free agents. How do you 
feel like that situation is going to shake out. Yeah, I think the three names, the, the, well, really all four, including Michael Thomas, it's all going to, you know, they're not going to win a bidding war for any of those four guys. Um, I think the door will still be open for Callaway and Hardy if they're willing to, unfortunately, probably take a pretty minimal contract to come back here. Maybe the open market will be kinder to them. I wonder about Jarvis Landry. They may look elsewhere first, uh, although I didn't think we saw his best last year. It would be interesting to see him healthier with a better quarterback. But Michael Thomas is exactly what they need, exactly what they want. And he, I, I, I think he would probably not – I don't think the Saints would make the highest offer to him, but there might be some things he likes about. I know what I can do here. He was obviously recruiting Derek Carr, seems excited about mm-hmm. playing with Derek Carr. And maybe that's a one-year prove-it deal here where he takes less than he would get if he was maximizing his value in the open market to kind of prove who he is again. He could hit the ground running, not have to you know get acclimated all offseason because that is definitely a guy who wants to make up for lost time. I think the linebacker situation is interesting as well with Caden Ellis. Very much. Yeah. I mean, he proved himself last season. Uh, I mean, but he's available in the market. Yeah. He's a guy who I would have – nine times out of ten, I would predict he's the kind of guy you re-sign because I don't know if the secret is quite out enough on him, or I shouldn't even say the secret is out. I'm sure every team is aware of him now, but I don't know how many other teams are going to believe it since he was such a late bloomer, and they're not as privy to the Saints who know the work he did behind the scenes, who, who knew the potential he had all these years. They might be like, was that a fluke? Was that the beginning – of things to come. But linebacker is such a weird position for the Saints because they only play two at a time. Mm-hmm. And they're keeping Pete Warner and they're keeping Demario Davis. So if you resign him, you don't have a full-time role for him. Do they lose out to a team that has more of a full-time role for him? Uh, I'll be curious to see. But I think they'll they'll make a real strong effort to bring him back, and I think they should. You know, as we go position by position, next up, running back. Um, <laughs> what, what do Screaming you do there? Need right yeah, there. what do you do there? Because obviously, there's the Alvin Kamara um, mm-hmm. um, legal issue that has to be cleared, and then you know whatever the league decides to do or not do in that situation, right. and you know you just seem to not have a lot of depth there. Right. It, even if Alvin Kamara didn't have a legal issue, I would say it's an urgent need um, because unfortunately, Alvin's going into his seventh season. Running back mileage is different than mileage at every other position his contract balloons in a couple years you're gonna have to have the next guy in place soon so i i think that should be a draft priority if i were going to do the thing i would write it in ink we're taking a running back at 71 i don't care who it is the best one we have on our board it just makes too much sense uh running backs on day two and even day three have success in this league it's a young man's position. Um, it makes so much sense. But, but yeah, you do need that depth. I, I wonder if Mark Ingram comes back. I, obviously, Mark wouldn't break the bank, but he brings so much value in so many ways um, in the locker room. Um, I mean, that feels like the right combination, Alvin, Mark, and a, and a day-two draft pick. Um, easier said than done sometimes. But if they see value in free agency, there's a lot of free agent running backs some of those guys that are going to be in the second and third tier, Kareem Hunt, Alexander Madison, maybe they're like, you know, everybody's looking toward the draft. So some value sneaks out there. Um, that, that I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's one of their value signings in free agency. Let's cycle back to Derek Carr. How much legitimacy does he offer at that position for the Saints? Because he's had a lot of production there, but not a lot of wins with the Raiders. Yeah, but it, like I think incredible legitimacy, that's a really good word uh, for it, is – I mean, it reminds me a lot of 
like what the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins, a lot of people were like, you're paying top of the market value for a guy who's in the second tier. And it's like, well, <laughs> he's in the first tier for us. Yeah. Because yeah. You, people might not rank him as a top 10 quarterback. Um, maybe you'll rank him as a 12th best quarterback, the 14th best quarterback. But they weren't getting a top 10 quarterback. Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. wasn't available, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and they weren't getting a top 10 draft pick or a top five draft pick and going the route that, that Carolina has aggressively decided to go. So for where they were shopping, um, uh, he, he was absolutely – if you're trying to win the NFC South this year, which they clearly are, uh, I think he immediately makes them front runners. I think he's a really good fit for this team. Whether or not he realizes his potential, it's very clear. You hear the word vision all the time uh, when – when people get signed, when people get drafted, it's very clear they have a specific vision for him. He fits this offense. Um, he said the best work he ever did was in John Gruden's offense, which is very similar. He likes to make a lot of decisions at the line of scrimmage, get mm-hmm. into a play, get out of a play. They value that. He values that. He'll get to do that here. I mean, it's just uh, – I used the term earlier, hit the ground running. He he very much feels like, all right, now, you know, now we've – now, now we've got a, a vision, a direction, and, and I think he might even help them recruit. I, I think, you know, especially in the NFC where there's only like, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, a lot, of, a lot of teams have question marks around them. I, I think a lot of teams will look at the Saints and be like, this is a team that looks like it's headed toward the playoffs. Now, did he win the press conference or did he win the press conference? I think Bobby Hebert won I, the press conference. Well, yeah, Bobby wins every press conference. You know, Hey, Bob, if you listen, cut, cut your questions a little bit shorter. But, but I mean, he sounds like a, the kind of guy you want around. It's hard, it, it's hard not to both sort of root for him and have confidence in him. I think he's going to play very well in this community. He even said, I don't know, I don't know if it was a hundred percent genuine or if he was coached, but either way it was the home run line when he's he said, you know, we chose yeah. New Orleans, we chose the yeah. people of New Orleans. I don't know if there's a community in, in, in the country that appreciates that more and, and I think he really means it and it really feels feels that way. Um yeah, I mean I think and and there are a lot of Drew Brees vibes. I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. this is gonna be a repeat of Drew Brees, but the that feel, ship on his shoulder yeah. fire I just got yeah. rejected. And now here's a city and a team that really wanted me and that means a lot to me and I'm gonna give back to them what they're giving to me and I wanna build this here and I wanna win here. It's very reminiscent of what the setting was like for Drew Brees when he came here, and and uh, can only hope it works out sixty <laughs> percent as well as that worked out. Yeah, I thought was interesting too is we saw a little more of Dennis Allen's personality in that press conference. Yeah. You know, he was kind of joking around, yeah. feeling a little more loose. So hopefully that got his guy. I mean, yeah. D- <laughs> if, look, a lot of people can say from a team building standpoint, should you should you tear down and rebuild like the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers all seem to be doing in the NFC South. Um, but if you're a coach in year two and, and and you haven't experienced winning yet in your second time as a head coach like Dennis Allen, there's nothing you want more yeah, than it, the quarterback that you feel like you can win with right now. So I'm sure he feels great. But also, yeah, I mean, he got picked too. Um, you know, Dennis Allen got beat up a little bit mm-hmm. last year, uh, the narrative around him. Um, and he just got chosen by by a free agent that a lot of teams around the league, you know, he got picked over the Jets. He got picked over the, you know, whatever other opportunities might be out there for Derek Carr. And, yeah, I thought it was funny. Uh, you saw a little, you know, some people – 
early on when the team was making mistakes, being like, oh, I don't know if the coaches are being hard enough on this team. He he wasn't even going easy on Derek Carr. <laughs> he was like, he started with the, uh, you know, giving him some, uh, giving him some. Uh, yeah, he gave him a jab. Where he was, he was yeah. like. The quick decision. Well, yeah, yeah, his quick decision. He's, he makes decisions quicker on the field than off the field. And, uh, yeah, he he threw in a couple of those where he, he, he was letting yeah. him know. Uh, uh, that he was going to be on him a little bit. All right, before we wrap this up, the one free agent that a lot of people have brought up around here is Tulane's running back, Ty J. Spears. You've written about him, talked about him. How likely do you think it is for him to, to fit in here? To fit in? He would fit great. I mean, uh, could could you draft a running back in the third round and have him immediately be like on all the posters around the city uh, and sell him as the face of the franchise if that was ever going to happen? Uh, with, a, with you know, um, And again, like I said, if I could write something in ink, uh, you know, every mock draft I've seen has Ty J. Spears, yeah. uh, the third round pick. I mean, he's from around here. Uh, he seems He seems, you know, like a great – you know, young, his leadership qualities seem great. Um, I, I think he'd like being an ambassador to the community, and, and I think he's an incredible player. So, yeah, that would be an incredible fit. Someone or someone like him, but, uh, but yeah, he would come with a lot, of, a lot of bonuses. We appreciate your insight as things ramp up this week with free agency. I'm sure everybody can check out a lot of your coverage. Let them know where they can find you. At New Orleans Top Football, where I joined Nick Underhill last year. Um, you know, I think uh, the most analysis and opinion and insightful coverage and reporting you're going to get in one place. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Triplett. Perfect. It's a great follow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate Mike and everything that he does covering the Saints. Now changing over to our player, defensive back JT Gray. He just signed that three-year contract extension. He played 67 regular season games, three postseason games for the Saints. He was a 2018 undrafted free agent out of Mississippi State and has become a two-time team captain. He's had 56 special team stops. He was a Pro Bowl starter in the 2021 campaign, and he's been all pro. JT, thanks for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I appreciate it. Congratulations on signing your extension. Thank you. Thank you so much. When you finally got that all solidified, you know, what were your first thoughts? How excited were you to be coming back? Uh, you know, it has been home for the last five years, you know. Um, just being able to extend these next three years here was amazing and, you know, stressless. I'll say that. You've definitely produced on the field consistently, all pro, pro bowler, two-time captain. What have you enjoyed about your time here with the Saints so far? Uh, just embracing the culture here. Um, never met a fan base like this, uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, fan base. Um, it's a great experience just being here, and I've enjoyed every year that I've been there. How have you been able to make the most of your time on the field? Uh, making most of my uh, time on the field, um, just making plays whenever I can and being a, a, a great player, being a great player in the locker room as well, um, just leading each and every, anywhere that I can, you know, just being productive anywhere I can. What areas of your game would you like to tweak or improve on, things that you would like to accomplish, you know, over the next few seasons? Leading the league, and, uh, special team tackles, I'll say that. Um, just bouncing back off of a of year last year, um, got Will Looks. And I got Blake, you know, those guys out there producing as well. They helping me become a better player out there on the field. And, you know, being out there on the defensive side as well, you know, being able to make plays out there and helping any way, any fashion possible. Yeah, special teams players, they're unique. I mean, they're extremely important for a team. How have you been able to attack that role? 
Uh, just taking account into my preparation, just like any other player um, in the film room and just transitioning on to the field. In the system that the Saints run, you know, defense has always been a strong point. What have you learned under head coach Dennis Allen as far as how you can add defensively? Uh, just going out there and being uh, smart and being fast and playing physical. Um, that's all about – that's what the defense, the Saints defense is all about. And, you know, just being able to produce in those aspects. What are you up to this offseason? Uh, just training, um, just keeping up with my body, nutrition-wise as well. Um, it's pretty much it. What are your hobbies, things that you've been getting into off the field? Uh, I love the bowl. Right, I know that. So, I mean, how many bowling balls have you bought with that new contract? (laughs) I mean, I got four right now. Uh, I'm ready to break them out in the real lane. And whenever we, you know what I'm saying, get together as a team again, I want to be able to show my skills the right way on a good, great oil lane, you know. Uh, Maybe I should pick it next time, you know. You should definitely pick. I feel like they they robbed you of your chance to show how much you got last time when you guys went on your little field trip. I feel the same way, but it's you know it's all good though. When are you gonna be back in New Orleans training camp? Uh yeah, I definitely be back training camp. You know I um dip and dab in here every now and then. You know it's showing my face, but I definitely be at training camp. What are you just overall excited about for this team in the upcoming season? I'm most excited about the chemistry that the players are gonna have and being able to build off of last year and seeing what which direction we're gonna go. How far? Do you think the Saints can improve on the defensive side? We saw some pretty good improvement towards the end of the season last year. Uh, just like anything in life, there's always uh, ways to improve, even though it might be small, it might be large. But definitely got improvements on the defensive side and everywhere on the team. Sure. It's going to be a couple months, but you'll be back in the Superdome soon. How much fun? You know, what do you like about that atmosphere? Uh, I like that you can't hear. <laughs> uh, you know, and... That's the advantage that we have towards the other team. And, you know, just being sharp on the calls out there. Um, just, you know, just New Orleans being New Orleans. And it's all love, you know? Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr said that he was looking forward to being on the good side of that noise now that he's going to be on the Saints team. We'll see. We'll see if it changes for him. We look forward to seeing you out there. Congratulations again on your, your new contract. Thank you. Good to have JT along for another few seasons here with the Saints. There's going to be a lot of other movement throughout the week, so make sure you stay locked in on NewOrleansSaints.com. Follow us on Twitter at Saints. Enjoy the week, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.